tonight. Can I get right to it? I'm watching the clock because I want to have some time to pray too. This teaching thing in me turns on and uh, it's hard to turn it off. So I try to make the best. Nonetheless, how many know your prayer life is the most important part of your life right now? Yes or no? So I don't know. It's been a number of weeks. I meant to, I didn't do it prior. I do a podcast Monday through Friday. It's usually 15. I try to do 15. Sometimes I fudge and do 18. So anyway, there's a podcast Monday through Friday. and I record it every day. And I've been teaching on prayer, man, one, two, three, at least five, six weeks or more. And just going into detail on all the various avenues of prayer. Because, you know, you want a pattern and established prayer life. And I was just thinking before the service, uh, you know, I came to the Lord way back in 1976. Um, and I was just trying to think of, who, of, of which pastors that pastored me really taught just some practicalities of how to get in there and have an effective prayer life. And, you know, really the person that stands out wasn't a pastor. It was Kenneth Hagin. I attended his school in 1980. And uh, he was a man of prayer. In fact, um, uh, his son, he died in 2003 at age 86. I was at his at his funeral service, and his son made this comment. He said uh, um, he didn't live what he preached. He preached what he lived. That's a big deal. And so uh, I, my prayer life got, got its start with him. Way back in 1976, we had cassette tapes, and I'd just burn up the tape player, listen to cassette tapes of all kinds of people, you know. And he was one of them, but I, I really gleaned a lot. And then they had prayer meetings on his campus. They had a big campus uh, in, in Tulsa, really broken air as a suburb. And, and uh, I would go when I could. When I wasn't working, I'd go, and they had prayer meetings at various times. We were there for eight years. And, uh, and I just really gleaned a lot. You know, uh, prayer is something uh, is better caught than taught. It, it, you need to teach on it and know what the Word says about it, but you just got to get in there and learn how to pray. And, and learning to pray is kind of like learning to ride a bicycle, you know. It kind of feel like, well, I don't know if I'm ready to do this. And I just get in there and do it, you know. When I first learned to ride a bike, what happened? You fall over, get back up, and go back, you know. And uh, that's just kind of how it is. So prayer is the same. Or, or like learning to, ride, uh, learning to drive a car. You read the manuals and, you know, you go through and, and find out all the details of what you should be doing. You watch other people as they're driving. But when you get behind the wheel, that's a horse of a different color, right? So, hey, just got to learn how. And that's the way prayer is. There is um, a real need in all of us to develop a habitual prayer life. Everybody say habitual. Well, the root of that is a habit. So I got that Philippians uh, 12, uh, I'm sorry, Romans 12, 12, Phillips translation. I just love the very last part of this verse. J.B. Phillips translated the New Testament in 1958. And it's just a rich translation of the New Testament. I've really gleaned a lot. He said, base your happiness on your hope in Christ when trials come. Now, I'm going to talk fast. Can you all listen fast? Good. When trials come, endure them patiently. Then the last part, steadfastly maintain the habit of prayer. Question, do you have a habit of prayer? That ought to be a habit you develop. Now, prayer, you know, Paul said First Thessalonians 5, he said, pray without ceasing. So in one sense, you know, you got an unconscious attitude of prayer throughout the day. But we need succinct, specific times when we get alone and we hone in on God. It's one thing to pray commuting to work. Uh, it's another thing to pray on, on the lunch break. It's another thing to be by yourself without distractions where you can concentrate on the Lord. That's really when you learn, you learn just really how to get in there and, 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 and be used of God to pray, 
you know, for the things that he's interested in. Uh, my heart was years ago, my prayer life never really, I, hate, I don't even like to say this, but I came to Jesus in 1976. My prayer life really uh, took off after my second Bible school. I don't like to tell you that. 19, so, so I came to Jesus in 1976. Now I prayed and I prayed every day, but really when it started really moving forward and developing was when I made some decisions in 1983 when the Lord told me to get up early every day and spend some quality time with him in the word and praying. When I started praying every single day, I mean every day I get up at basically the same time and then, and then have some time in the word. I don't have t- deep time to go into details on that, maybe sometime later. But then I had that prayer time. Boy, that's when I learned a whole lot about the Holy Spirit. I learned a whole lot about how God speaks to you. I learned a lot about myself. Uh, I learned about how you got to set feelings aside. Uh, I learned how you can tell when the Holy Spirit's leading you to pray about this or that, or when you're starting to go down a certain avenue in prayer, and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He doesn't want you to go there. That's not working. That's not going. He doesn't want that. And he'll just start talking to you about how to pray for individuals, situations, families, nations, churches, etc. You get what I'm saying? Uh, it's just amazing. So again, there's something about just having a regular uh, time with God that really develops. So that word habit is a big deal. Uh, in the notes I mentioned, you know, you wouldn't dare think of leaving home without being dressed. I mean, you know, uh, one morning I, I was really sleepy one night. In fact, I woke up in the middle of the night and actually did some praying. So I, usually the usual time I get up, I was kind of sleepy. And, and uh, my alarm clock is on my, on my watch. And, and I didn't hear it. And so I was 20 minutes late getting up. And I had somewhere to be early. It was Tuesday morning for the men's coffee. And, uh, you know, but, but you know what I did do? I put my clothes on before I left home. Thank you. Welcome. But, uh, you know, so you ought to think that way about prayer. You know, I prayed when I got to the office. I had to open the building up and do some things, so I did pray. But the idea is uh, if your clothes are important to put on in the morning, it's, it's, it's important to put on the whole armor of God in prayer. Every single morning. Don't miss a morning. And, and now, now more than ever, uh, one main reason is there is more demonic influence now than there ever has been in the United States of America. In fact, worldwide. Would you agree with that? More pressures. We're all dealing with, uh, you know, we're on the, hopefully the, the back end of, uh, of the corona thing and, and that worldwide, what they call pandemic. Everybody's got an opinion about it, of course. But nonetheless, um, we're on the back end of that. Uh, but the pressures and the pressure that's created with children, with teenagers, with us, with our jobs, with just the world, how it functions, with travel, uh, with relationships, with church life. It's just crazy, isn't it? Uh, with family members. Uh, people are kind of ill at ease in so many ways. Um, it's created emotional, mental issues. Uh, and then it's not been healthy for the church of Jesus Christ. Yes or no? Now, I've got pastor friends all over the world, and they've, uh, uh, man, I'm, I mean, I mean talk, I'm talking about India, Africa, Europe, uh, Russia, um, and they're not been able to have a service like, like a lot of churches in U.S. have. We opened our church back up May 29th. Many, many did not. Some countries wouldn't allow it, and it's really been a challenge. So I'm just saying that I'm just building a, a frame here that prayer, if we're going to go into the future, and it seems like we're the generation that just may see Jesus come back, are we ready for that? So, so I'm not sure that the pressure is going to lighten up. And that being the case, nor do I think that the demonic influence is going to be any less. Now, here's the way I deal with the demonic influence. I have authority over the devil. Do you? 
If you're in Jesus, you do. You don't have to be afraid of him. You don't have to be afraid of the oppression and all the mess that comes with it. Now there's worldwide fear because of this pandemic thing. I've never seen people grasp fear and ride it every day like I've seen the last year. Have you? And so it's a little disconcerting. So how do you deal with those things? In prayer. So, you know, what I'm really grateful for is, is before we went into this, you know, I had an established prayer life, but, but boy, as, it got in, as we got into the last year, I'm thinking, God, thank you. I'm just, man, with, without understanding how to get a hold of heaven and then understanding how to say, devil, you think you're coming into my home, my family, my children, my church, you better back off, dude, in Jesus' name. If you don't know how to do that, then you could be taken advantage of. How many hear me? So uh, it, it's just a really strange day. I've never, you know, I've, I've been in Jesus. This is my 45th year. Never seen anything like it. And a lot of people are saying that. I'm just uh, advocating here that prayer is the way you deal with all the things. If you'll learn how to pray. So I, can, can I teach some of that? So before we pray tonight, we're going to do some time praying. And we'll cut the feed when we do. But um, anyway, I want to talk about some things. So again, you de deal with the demonic realm. And that's a, a very real thing. Uh, oppressive thoughts, fear thoughts, um, thoughts of uselessness, thoughts of hopelessness, uh, panic attacks, um, uh, things like that. Those are demonic influences that come to everyone. And, and I can tell you that's increased in my life many fold this year. And again, you know, if you're in a leadership position, you work at a church, you're a pastor of a church, or you help your pastor, maybe you're a small group leader, whatever, you know, you're going to be challenged. Everybody's challenged, but you know, Satan, demonic forces want to pinpoint people who are overseeing others. How many understand that? Leading others. If he can get me to mess up, get me discouraged, it gets you discouraged. And I can't let that happen. So how do you do that? Prayer. Prayer's the focal point. You deal with the demonic oppression in prayer. You command the devil to back up, Jack, in prayer. How many hear me? So anyway, Ephesians 6.10. Am I talking fast enough yet? Okay, Ephesians 6.10, uh, New Living Translation. Finally, uh, word, final word, be strong in the Lord, the power of his might. Everybody say be strong in the what? In the who? He didn't say be strong in yourself. Be strong in the Lord. You're sitting there being strong. No, no, you missed the whole thing. If you're strong in the Lord, you can kick back physically, but you're on it spiritually, right? Be strong in the Lord and the power of, uh, in his mighty power, NLT, New Living says. Put on God's armors, you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers of this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So anyway, he tells us to put on the whole armor of God. I'm not going to take time. You can read the rest of that yourself. But in verse 18, it says, pray in the spirit at all times on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. So you put on the whole armor of God. You do that so you can pray, right? I mean, that's the whole idea behind it. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. So we have principalities, powers, uh, rulers of the darkness of this age, spiritual wickedness, high, place, high places that are surrounding the earth like a cloud canopy, trying to keep the kingdom of God out and trying to place in the place of that uh, Satan's will and plan for the human race. He defeated Adam and Eve or thought he did, didn't realize that God loved them so much he sent his son to be a sin sacrifice to bring us back in, in league and in fellowship with God and get and reassert in Christians the authority that Adam gave away when he sinned. Is that good news? So, so the reason we pray is God can only do something. 
It seems as though, as Charles Finney said, it seems as though God can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him to do it. Why is that? Because when God originally created humankind, so I'll call Adam and Eve or human beings, he gave them a measure of his all authority and, and they were his under rulers on earth. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness and let them have dominion. Romans, I'm sorry, Genesis 1, 26, 27 says so. It's clear that God gave us as humans a measure of his authority to oversee the earth. When Adam and Eve sinned, they gave it away. They gave it away to Satan. I think Paul called him the God of this world. Jesus said, John 14, 30, he's the prince of this world. Um, uh, he's the ruler of this world. What does that mean? That means for a limited period of time, Satan has a legal right to be here to kill, steal, and destroy, Jesus said in John 10, 10. And so, so he's trying to mess up God's plan. God wanted this to be a pristine environment of love, care, uh, opulence, blessing, provision, happiness, joy, peace, productivity. And Satan's trying to mess it up ever since. So Jesus, when Jesus comes back, he gets kicked off the planet. And then he gets kicked into the bottomless pit for a thousand years. His eventual end is the lake of fire. How many are glad about that? So he gets to messing with you. It's just need to say, dude, you need to stop. You're going to fry one day. Do you realize that I'm going to be in heaven smiling, laughing, shouting, you know, worshiping, having a good time, being productive, and you're going to be burning in the flame? What you doing talking to me? Shut up in Jesus' name. I have no plans to be like this. I wanted to be nice and sweet, but this is it. So nonetheless, you know, you have authority in prayer. God gave us authority. And, and, and if we want God to move in our life, in our family, in our individual life, in your children, uh, in your grandchildren, in your church, your world, your job, your finances, your own future, you got to pray. If you're not praying, uh, you are yielding to the devil. By default, he has his way. Yes or no, if you're not praying. And, and we've gone through this, but in Jesus' life, he spent a lot of time praying before he ever did public ministry. Don't have to answer this question. When's the last time you prayed all night before you went to work the next day? Now, that's what Jesus did. <laughs> yeah. So, so he didn't ask us to do something he didn't do himself. Right? And I'm not advocating you, go, you stay up all night. You know, your boss and you're on a Zoom meeting somewhere. He said, wake up, dude, wake up. So, you know, you got to be practical with it. Nonetheless, nonetheless, we need to pray. And I mean, we need to pray now. One thing I encourage, you know, I pray that we're going to pray tonight in prayer tonight. We're going to pray for, uh, for God so loved the world. Pray for evangelization of the world. We're going to pray that there, God wants to do something so amazing. And y'all, people don't know what to do. Have you noticed? People, people are in a vulnerable place, not just in America, particularly in America, but worldwide. Is it true? And, and this is a great time for God to come on the scene. We're going to pray about all that. We're going to pray for God's kingdom to come. Every day in my prayer life is, God, let your kingdom come. What does that mean? Let heaven be manifest on earth. Let God's plan be fulfilled in individuals' lives. Let people be saved. Let people be full, become full of God. Let families come back together. Let marriages be strong. Let, let, let parents minister to their children. Let people be honest and, and, and in, uh, full of integrity with their business life, with their social life, with their personal life, with their private life. God, move. Let your kingdom come. Right? If you felt what I felt, you'd probably act the same way. I don't know. It really comes on you. It's really amazing. So anyway, prayer is it's the focal point to make all this happen. Another, so I pray about that every day. Every day, every day, every day, every day. I don't miss a day. And I haven't. 
Really, since 1995, I had an accident um, after a prayer meeting on a Tuesday prayer meeting in September of, uh, of I think it was August or September of 1995. That date is a little blurry to me. Nonetheless, it was in the fall of the year and um, had an accident on the way home. And it took off the front of my van and, and totaled a nice brand new Cadillac a woman was driving at the time. So it kind of freaked me out a little bit. Uh, and I don't have the time to tell you the details, but one thing that came out of that was, boy, I saw the need every day to pray protection over me and my family because I saw the enemy just love take me out. I've come near death six times, six times in my life, two times prior to salvation, four times since. And, um, and so I've seen the value. So every day, y'all, every day, I name every single family member's name. Some of you that have been here any length of time, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't care if I bore you, I'm going to say it again. I pray over them. Jonathan, Sarah, Jessica, Lindsay, Susan, me, Jeff, Michael, Christelle, Kelton. That's my children and, their, and my grown children and their spouses. And then all my grandchildren, Loic, uh, according to age, Loic, Sadie, Myela, Gabriella, Sasha, Benjamin Michael, uh, Eva, uh, Sage, and my mother. And, and, I, and I pray over them and ask God to protect them every single day. And I say, devil, keep your hands off my family. They will not have accidents. They, will not, they not, will not be infirmed in any way. They're protected by God. The angel of the Lord encamps around about them. Every day I do it. I don't miss a day. And if you're smart, you won't either. Because I'm telling you, the enemy's looking for an inroad into anything. I pray over our church. I pray over you. I'm believing, God, that you have wisdom. I'm believing, God, that your spiritual life is fanning into a flame. It's not just a barely glowing ember laying off by itself. You're full of God. You're full of the Word. You're full of the Holy Ghost. You're full of wisdom. You're full of boldness. And you're, and you're, full, of, you're full of His anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage, Right? Father, I could pray right now. Woo. But see, you start doing that, and y'all, you change the atmosphere around your life. Can you feel the atmosphere in the room right now? It's only because I, would, I prayed for several hours this afternoon. It comes on you. It's just amazing. So start where you are in prayer. You know, uh, Jesus said this, Mark 4, 28, the parable of the sower. First, the... He said, uh, I'm looking for, at a modern translation. First, a leaf blade pushes through the ground. Then the head of wheat is formed. And finally, the grain ripens. Now, now see, that, that's a good analogy of how our life in God develops. Or, 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 or where am I at? Oh, yeah. Or Isaiah, the prophet, uh, 2,700 years ago, um, he said, precept must be upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. See, that's how you develop spiritually. So I want to move you and push you tonight. Start developing your prayer life. You, you got to start small, you know. You, you know, you got to crawl before you walk. You know, you say goo-goo before you say da-da and before you carry out complete sentences. And you're going to do that same thing spiritually. So wherever we are, start developing. Start developing the prayer life. And, you know, it's a fumbling attempt many times. And you're talking to a person who is invisible about things that he has said about himself and you. And, and you're talking to an enemy you can't see, but you sense. You're talking to a God you can't see, but you sense. And, uh, you know, so prayer, you got to learn to navigate that. You got to learn what to do with your mind, what to do with your emotions, how to put your body in check so it doesn't fall asleep. 
and uh, get real groggy because that's often what the enemy wants to do. Get that boy, get that girl sleeping so they won't say too much. They'll be sleeping and snoring instead of praying. So you got to learn how to do all that. Anyway, start small and grow. I started just praying for a couple of minutes. A couple of minutes turned into five minutes. Five minutes turned into 10. 10 turned into 20, yada, yada, yada. And that's how it works. You know, don't, don't feel badly about any feeble attempts to pray. The, the moment you start saying, you know what, God, I'm getting serious. He said, that's my boy, that's my girl. Yeah, you get it? He just wants you, he wants you to. Anytime my, my grown children say, Dad, I manned up. I girled up. I, 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 here's what, let me tell you something I did. Man, I mean, I've been needing to do this for 10 years. I say, I, talk to me. What'd you do? Doesn't that make you feel good? Same way with God. He wants you to pray. So any feeble attempt is good. I've been praying for uh, 44 plus years, September be 45 years, seriously. And, you know, uh, the first attempts were nuts. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Help me, God, you know. Here we go. But, you know, if you just be honest, it's amazing. How do you develop um, uh, lists? I have lists. I have lists on Google Keep right here. I've got lists of people I've been praying for. These people are going to come to Jesus. Do you have a list of people coming to Jesus? Do you have a list every day? You've got a list of things you pray about. If you can't keep it in your head, then you need a list. A list of things. I pray, I pray, you know, for God's kingdom to come. I pray for our, our government because that's what God said, First Timothy 2. Uh, I pray for my family. Uh, I, I really, I pray for protection over all my family members. I, I pray for our board of directors here at our church. I pray over all the people here at Victory Church. And then God gives me individual names. I pray over just about every day and different ones every day. You know, when you're praying sometimes, you know, you, 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 it's like, People come up in your mind and you think about certain things. Sometimes I think about relationships. I think about uh, an entity, maybe a business or a church or, or whatever it may be or, or, an, uh, or, or a person, again, or a family. When those come to your mind while you're praying, it's often the Holy Spirit. And, and you're praying about that. I've had people just, and there they are just smiling. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I thinking about them? He wants me to pray for them. And you don't know how many times in my life I've had somebody come up, I'm, I'm up in my prayer life and at some point in the pro- probably not too distant future, I start talking to someone, they mention something and I thought, voila, I just, I never told them. Well, I prayed for you, but many times I remember I prayed for them. Now, it'll amaze you. The Holy Spirit will amaze you. And so, you know, prayer can become uh, a, lo- a lot of fun. Prayer is work. Sometimes all you get is dry mouth and you got to drink your water. But other times you, you, the spout where the glory comes out is right over you and it's like, woo, woo, woo. And that's worth all the dry times. How many hear me? Sometimes a lot happens. Other times a little happens. But always you should be talking to the Father in the name of Jesus according to his word. Somebody said true prayer is praying in the name of Jesus to God the Father according to the word in the spirit without ceasing. I got that in my first Bible school, believe it or not. Uh, I want to talk a minute here. Now, I'm baptized with the Holy Spirit. How many are baptized with the Holy Spirit? Raise your hand. All right. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you have no clue what I'm talking about. That's okay, too. So you're watching me online. Uh, I am a spirit-filled person. I mean, that means I received uh, the baptism with the Holy Spirit September uh, 12, 1976 at 7.20 p.m. at night. 
And it changed my life. Uh, I, was a, I was raised in a Southern Baptist church. They didn't believe uh, or teach about the baptism with the Holy Spirit. But baptism with the Holy Spirit, the Acts 2-4 way. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them desire. That happened to me. And I started uh, speaking in this other language all those years ago. I had it counted up as 16,000-something days. Now, I'm just saying I do. I know it's weird. Um, I do it every day. Every day I pray in the Spirit. And every day I pray about an hour in the Spirit. Now, now I gotta, I'm a, we're going to pattern to show you how to do this. You, you pray with the Spirit person, and then, and, and then you let your mind get involved. And, and what happens, the Apostle Paul said this, what is it then? Or the New Living Translation, 1 Corinthians 14, 14 15. Everybody okay? Well then, what shall I do? I will pray in the Spirit I will also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the spirit and I will also sing in words I understand. So there's a praying with the head, with your mind, with your understanding. There's also praying with the inner person, the spirit person praying apart from the natural mind. Both are necessary and and both can work together. And so I want to pattern that when we start praying in a minute. Those of you watching online, you won't hear one word of this. But you'll see me talking. And I'm probably praying in the spirit and the understanding. And the people here will. So if you want to get involved in that with us, you got to come out and be in the room. Is that all right? Because that won't be on the feed. So if you're here and you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit, don't let it freak you out and go, Oh, my Lord, what in the world is he doing? I'm praying in the spirit. Is that okay? Is that all right? You say, well, I've never heard that. Well, you will tonight. Because we're going to do it. But I'll show you how it works. And I'll show you because, you know, does the Holy Spirit live inside of us? Yes or no? Does he know everything God knows? Is he a vast reservoir of knowledge about everything? Does he know your future? Uh, Does he know where you're going to be tomorrow? A year from now? Does he know what the world's going to be like? Does he know the challenges you face? Does he know about your spouse? How about your children? How about the place you work? How about what's going to happen to you? So if he unctions us to pray, could that be cool? 100%. So uh, go on my podcast. I spent two weeks talking about praying in the Spirit and what it's done for me. And it's just amazing. So I can't say any more about it except we got to pray. Romans 8, 26 through 28. I'll end with this. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. What is our weakness? For example, he says, we don't know uh, what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. Uh, literally, the Greek says inarticulate speech or your regular kind of words. That means you're praying. He's talking about praying in a language that you didn't learn, that you don't understand. It's not your natural, normal vernacular. You're praying in something else, praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues is what he's talking about. That's what I do every day. I'll show you how it works. Uh, verse 27, the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. What that's saying is when you pray in the Spirit, you're praying the will of God. So sometimes a person's face comes up, up to me and I pray in the Spirit for them. Because I don't know what they need. I don't know how, and that's my weakness. I'm human. I don't know everything, but God knows everything. If I pray with them in the spirit, pray for them in the spirit, whoa, I'm praying about things that they need I don't know about. The Holy Spirit's helping me. And then sometimes little words float up from inside and and you get an inkling of of how to pray and where to go and what to do, how to pray for them. And so that's why why he said in 1 Corinthians 14, what is it then? I'll pray with my mind. 
I pray in the Spirit. I pray with the Spirit. I pray with my mind. I pray with the Spirit. Pray with my mind. I sing with the Spirit. Sing with my mind. Does that make sense? Then he said in Romans 8, 28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for good. One translation says, all things work together and fit a pattern for good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose for them. So that is often, most often, um, um, uh, quoted out of context because things don't always work together for good for people. Yes or no? Y'all, I'm a pastor. I've been ministry since 1981. I've seen, I've seen hell land on people's doorsteps and ruin life. Yes, and you have too. And, and you got to love and comfort people. That's why we need to pray in the Spirit because you don't know what to pray for as you should. And often you're heading the devil off at the pass. He's coming. He's coming full force. You're praying in the Spirit. He tries to get to you, your family, your children, your life. Boom. He hits the wall of prayer that is between you and him. And the wall of the angels of God and the protection of heaven and the power of the Most High. You get it on your life, he has a hard time messing with you. In fact, he'd rather go mess with somebody down the street than don't pray at all. It's easier. Right? Y'all ready to pray? So let's pray. Um, our nation is more divided than ever. Would you agree? The church is more divided than ever. Would you agree? People are ill at ease. More than I've ever seen in this nation. Would you agree? I don't see it getting better. Some people are saying we're going to have a civil war before it's over with. And maybe, maybe they're right. I don't know. I do know this. I do know this. God wants a wide sweeping revival. That means people coming to Jesus. How many believe it? And every single person that we see is a person potentially that can be reached by God. And he may want to use you and your mouth and your life. Sometimes just to say, hey, can I pray for you? Or just talk to him a little bit, plant a seed, water a seed, and let God minister life. That all starts with prayer, right? How many believe God wants to do something? Joel 2.28 will come to pass in the last days that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. And he said, he said, your sons and daughters will prophesy. He said, your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. What's that say? Holy Spirit will work in them. He'll give them desires for things. And all we're living right in the middle of that. And uh, I, think, I, think, I think God wants to do something grand. It, it, here's what I feel. I feel like the enemy try, is trying to keep this from happening. But if we pray, he can't stop it. You know, a tsunami starts small with an underground earthquake. And, and it's small, and you can't see it. And the people are laying on the beach, and they're drinking their little tequilas, having a big time. But the closer the tsunami gets to land, the bigger it gets, the stronger it gets, the more violent it gets, and then it cannot be stopped. And that's what I see happening worldwide. A mo- one last thrust of the Spirit before Jesus comes back. How many want it? Will you cooperate with me and let's ask him?